So Money episode 147, Ask Farnoosh. You're listening to So Money with award-winning money guru, Farnoosh Torabi. Each day, get a 30-minute dose of financial inspiration from the world's top business minds, authors, influencers, and from Farnoosh herself. Looking for ways to save on gas or double your double coupons? Sorry, you're in the wrong place. Seeking profound ways to live a richer, happier life? Welcome to So Money. Welcome back to So Money Sunday, June 7th. I'm your host, Farnoosh Tarabi, and welcome. Welcome to our weekend edition of So Money, where now I turn the tables and respond to you. You become the guest on the show, essentially. Thanks to all of your questions that have been streaming in throughout the week. We've got many, many questions to get to. I'm going to get to as many as possible so that we don't have any any questions that go unanswered. I know that a lot of you want the immediacy. You want your questions heard and answered. So without further ado, let's get right to it. Charmaine writes in and she says, hey, Farnoosh, love the podcast. Podcast. It's amazing. Anywho, want to know how you feel about credit card debt consolidation loans? Well, Charmaine, in general, in general, I think that consolidation loans can be very helpful, very strategic as you are trying to get yourself out of credit card debt, especially if you have multiple different credit cards with various interest rates. It can get very difficult to keep track of everything, pay everything on time, know that you are organized and making sure that everything's getting paid on time. So for if for nothing for, if for no other reason consolidation can give you a more streamlined approach to paying down debt and maybe that actually helps you get out of debt faster and more efficiently definitely want to go with programs where the interest rate that they tack onto that consolidation is the average or less than the average of the interest rates that you're carrying on all these different credit cards, obviously, because you want it to be financially fruitful for you, that you're not paying more interest uh, than you currently are on average on those cards. One thing to keep in mind as you're searching for a consolidation loan, consolidation loan program, is that there are some scams out there. There are. There, there are a lot of different financial scams. And I think in this particular category, because sometimes as people are looking to consolidate, they might be desperate or they are willing to accept an offer that sounds too good to be true. If it sounds too good to be true, it is usually a bad idea. And also a red flag is if there's a consolidation program out there that says, hey, we'll, we'll help you, we'll lower your rate, we'll get you lower payments, you'll get out of debt faster. All you have to do is pay us this fee to be in the program or give us your money up front or give us your credit card information and we will, you know, we'll charge you a flat rate. And there should be no cost for entering a consolidation loan other than just handing over your debt to the bank, to the credit union, and they then basically convert that into a one one single loan, one lump sum payment. So just keep an eye out for any potential offers that sound too good to be true. Christine asks, any advice on odd jobs that couples can do together to earn extra cash for retirement? Well, Christine, funny you ask this because I recently interviewed a couple 
who was in a bit of debt and they wanted to get out of the debt, but more importantly, start saving for their future. And so what they started to do was run errands on the weekends. They had a car, they were living in a city and they just decided, you know, we're going to go online and see what people need done, whether it's laundry, food shopping, organization of their home closet, uh, sending mail out through UPS, whatever it is, we want to be the ones that can help people in our neighborhood accomplish those things. And they would make like 20, 30 bucks an hour and they would do maybe four or five tasks per weekend. And they were making about a couple hundred bucks every weekend, maybe even more. And slowly but surely, actually not even that slowly, I mean, quite quickly, they were able to earn thousands of dollars and use that towards getting out of debt, but also getting a real head start on savings. I would also suggest maybe if you have a home and you have an extra bedroom, Airbnb, you know, is a great place if, 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 if permissible in your, in your particular apartment building, if you're not, you know, or if you're a homeowner, an individual homeowner, maybe, you know, this, if this is something you're comfortable with renting an, an extra room or even your house out to travelers as you are away from home. There's also ways to uh, rent your car when you're not using it. You know, there's sites like RelayRides.com that allow you to rent out your car by the hour, by the day, by the week. Again, to travelers who are looking for more affordable alternatives to renting from the uh, big rental agencies, or they just maybe need a car for an hour and they don't want to rent it for the day. So if you have an idle car in the driveway, this could be another great passive income stream. As a couple, though, you know, together, maybe you also want to think about a way to go into business together. Are there ways to synergize? I don't know. This is a this could be a fun exploration, and and it could even actually plant the seeds for something steady in retirement. Like you start doing this now, maybe it's consulting or teaching or. I don't know, a music class, I have no idea where your skills lie. I'm just thinking out loud. But if you start it now and start making the money towards retirement, maybe it's actually something that you fall in love with and it is something that could be continued in retirement as a way to bring in extra money as you are enjoying the golden years. So I love this question. I love questions that have to do with earning more because I think that is a conversation we're not having enough of and I'm happy to have it on the show. So thanks for that question and good luck to you and your partner. Shanna asks, hey Farnoosh, I love your show and I learned so much from you. I'm hoping that you can help with a tricky family finance situation. My husband has a much better credit score than I do, which we both thought meant he was better with money. Not so. He's good at paying bills on time, but not at budgeting or evaluating where we should spend money. Hello, three car loans in a two driver household. Ugh. Ideally, I would like to set and manage the actual budget and have him make sure all the checks get out on time. This will work best if it's his idea. Any suggestions for how to plant or approach that idea? Yeah, I got an idea. It's this. Um, <laughs> you go to him and you say, um, I've been thinking about our finances and how to really make things a little bit more efficient. I feel as though you've got a lot of strengths that go unutilized. You're really good at making sure that you know the checks go out on time. I prefer to kind of manage the budget. What do you think we should do? So you've kind of already told him what you want to do, but you're letting him feel very much a part of the decision making. And if, you know, you want to even go as far as saying, you know, I need your help. I think we could use some 
more efficient system or way of managing our money. I'm at, you know, I, I'm at a loss for ideas. I, I kind of had this idea, but I'm not sure, you know, make it a conversation, but enlist his help, enlist his input. And that is a way to make him feel as though not only is he, you know, a partner with you in this journey, but that maybe even he came up with the idea. I always think that that's a great way to be a team. And, and this is how couples should always act. I mean, it's not about necessarily making one feel more superior than the other and coming up with the ideas. But the real takeaway here is that if you want something accomplished in your life together, whether it has to do with your money or anything, it has to be a conversation and you want to enlist the other person's ideas and help and advice. And that's how they're going to feel empowered. And that's how they're going to feel good about whatever decision is made. So do that. And, and let me know how it goes. And you're absolutely right that while credit scores seem to resemble or reflect much of our kind of credit behavior, I mean, a good credit score presumably means that you've been good with managing your debt, but it doesn't necessarily mean how you that you're good with spending or saving. So that's an interesting analysis that you've made. And I think one that we often don't realize we might take for granted. So thanks for pointing that out. Good luck with your hubby. Let me know how he takes it. And hopefully y'all will have a much more efficient financial life together after that conversation. Alex asks, this isn't really a money question, but rather a question about networking. I always thought LinkedIn was supposed to be used as a professional Facebook where I only added people I knew or whom I had worked with, but now it seems like the platform is changing. I get numerous requests from people I don't know. They work in similar fields and we may work together in the future, but there's no connection now. Is there any value or point in accepting them? Would love your thoughts. Well, Alex, you know, personally, I'm not a big user of LinkedIn. I understand that it is a huge networking platform. I'm probably in the minority because I don't use LinkedIn that much. You know, I go on there maybe once every couple of weeks. The the requests come in all the time to become friends with me or however, you know, LinkedIn with me. And um, I, in the beginning, was just accepting everybody. And eventually I just started to be a little more particular about who I, who I, whom I was taking on. And, and you'll see, if you go into my inbox, I've got like hundreds of people that I've gone on accepted. And it's not because I don't like them or that I'm being discriminatory. I just feel as though if I don't know you or if we don't have anything in common or connections, then, you know, I'm, it's just time consuming for me to go there and click, 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 like, I, I, you know, time is precious. And, that's me though. I work in an industry that is very independent and very different in how I find jobs. I have an agent. I don't usually go through HR or connect. Like I definitely value connections, but I go about getting my connections differently, more organically through friends of friends. And so for me, LinkedIn is just not at this point in my career, super valuable. And for you though, I think a question you want to ask yourself is how does my industry operate? Like people that you know in your line of work, are they getting meaningful connections through LinkedIn that are adding value to their career, that are getting them jobs? If they do have, if, if LinkedIn is that instrument for them, then maybe you want to be a little bit more careful about how you're managing your LinkedIn account. It's not that you're accepting everyone, but maybe you're, you are going through these requests and thinking about who they are, how they might be able to help you, how you might be able to help them in now or in the future. And, and maybe it's that out of the 100 requests that you get, 
one in 10, two in 10, you say, yeah, sure. Let's link, let's get LinkedIn. But I agree that LinkedIn is just becoming this big hodgepodge. Like there's just, everybody is on there and link linking and liking your skills and recommending your skills. Like what, you know, it's, I did was, I actually had a conversation about this with somebody who's a career expert and, and she said, you know, it's one of those things where it can't hurt. You know, you don't want to have a LinkedIn page that has no LinkedIn friends and no one's endorsing your skills. Uh, but at the same time, there's really not a huge benefit to having hundreds of people endorsing your skills. It's just sort of one of those things that people don't, I don't think people really care about that. It's not what's getting people jobs. So, you know, just kind of use your judgment, figure out what your time is worth and be a little strategic about who you accept. If there's somebody whom you see that doesn't really seem to have much in common with you now, but maybe there is a potential experience that they had, or they went to this, uh, a college that you're interested in applying to down the road for a graduate degree. I don't know. You know, these are the kinds of things you want to think about before accepting yes, but also think about what, how can I help these people too? Um, if you get a LinkedIn request from someone and you don't think that there's anything that they can offer you, maybe there's something you can offer them and that can start a great relationship in the future. Uh, so sorry, this wasn't a very direct answer, but I, I get it. Like LinkedIn is sort of one of those um, very hard to analyze things and it's, it's hard to know what will really move the needle on LinkedIn. So good luck, Alex. Andrea asks, what's the best way to check your credit score? I'm probably buying a house soon and I like to have an idea where I'm at before I start approaching banks. Really smart, Andrea. I like this approach. You want to know where you stand before the bank finds out. Hopefully all is good. Uh, but if you do need to improve your score, you want to learn this before the bank catches wind of it because it, it could just get you off on the wrong foot. You know, it could mean that you don't get the loan that you want, a lower interest rate. So there are a lot of ways you can find out your score these days. You know, the, the score you want to know, though, is the FICO score. 90% of lenders look at the FICO score. It's the biggest credit score calculator and issuer. And myfico.com is the website. It's not free on their website to get your score, but there are other resources that are free that you can check out. You know, there's credit.com, creditkarma.com. Your bank might even offer you a free credit score depending on your account. So if you have a particular credit card account with them or a bank account with them, if you have a credit union, a lot of credit unions are actually offering free credit scores uh, once a month or so. So check with your existing bank and see if they will offer you a credit card. I've actually partnered with Chase Slate and they offer their customers now a free FICO score and more feature, which gives you access to your credit score as well as all of the all of the analysis behind your score, like why your score is where it is, you specifically, and what you specifically can do to improve your score. And this is totally free to their customers. And I have a feeling this is going to become a growing trend. So start with your bank. Good luck with your home buying. And if you have any questions about real estate, home buying, let me know. I love this topic. I've bought and sold many apartments in my lifetime. And um, I'm having actually a guest on soon, Kathy Braddock, who is a real estate expert in New York City and a friend. And she's got a lot of insights for first-time buyers. And speaking of guests, stay tuned for tomorrow. We've got an amazing lineup this week. And tomorrow we're going to kick it off with Ross Matthews. Ross Matthews. For those of you who don't know Ross, he is uh, a correspondent on E Network. He's a red carpet correspondent. He started out as an intern with Jay Leno. 
Yeah. And they threw him on television and he was spectacular. And I remember the day that they threw him on TV. I was watching TV with my mom and we thought this guy is hilarious. And it's just been really fun to watch his career blossom. So he's on the show. He's fabulous. And also this week, lots of other fantastic people. We've got Laura Vanderkam, a brand new author of a book called I Know How She Does It. We've got Doug Nordman, who's a expert on retirement advice for the military and military families and and much more. So stay tuned for this week. Hope you have a wonderful rest of your Saturday and weekend. In the meantime, I hope your day is so money. Money.